0: Good morning, everyone. This is Lee, Uh, And I've got with me Pat today. So Pat's joined us from Upper New York. And we've got a blast of a day for you today. We're going to talk about something that I'm sure that you experience, and I certainly experience on on every day sometimes as an entrepreneur, and that is being able to handle our stress. You know, to be able to recognise stress and handle stress effectively, because at the end of the day, we're all humans. And there are going to be times um, that we are going to experience stress. And Pat and Pat, Pat has come on to, to join us as she looks at stress and understands stress the same as myself, but Pat actually looks at stress through doing creativity. So Pat, tell us a little bit about um, what you're doing with stress and, 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 and how you feel stress occurs and what
1: happens with stress in the body as well. Oh, thank you. Okay, and thank you so much, Lee, for having me on today. I'm thrilled to be here. Um, and stress is something that I could talk about for a long time um, because as a woman entrepreneur with my own business, working you know, in the corporate world, working with other entrepreneurs, and as an artist, I have at times in my life been like a professional stress bomb. You know, where all I could do was, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. And just overwhelmed. I thought it was insurmountable. And, you know, lying awake at night, trying to figure Uh, out, 247. That was the number that I used to see. Thinking, how long have I been asleep? One, two, maybe three hours at the most. Um, And so I started to really think about this, And this was started when my kids were little when my kids were in elementary school how do i get back to sleep how do i do this right and how do i make this all so i can be the perfect mom you know which we all want to be when our kids are little and i'll just tell you one story about where it's the journey to how to deal with stress started for me so when i separated from my husband my kids were in the beginning of elementary school and i moved into a, a new house which was an old house it was a fixer upper and this t-shirt vendor that i'd hired decided that he was going to make some sort of weird example of me. Now, he was a little crazy, and I kind of knew that. But later on, in front of a judge, he admitted that I was just easy pickings. He knew I was already stressed out. But Mm -hmm. here I am in the midst of all this, and he starts to fax and email me all these little notes with eyeballs on them to tell me, oh, no kidding. To tell me that he had his eye on me. Well, I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. And I would lay in bed at night and think and and just be completely overwhelmed. And I started to realize that the first thing I needed to do because I am by nature, a pretty creative person. I'm an artist. And now as I'm moving further into my career, I'm starting to really paint and starting to sell my paintings, starting to build my art career, which is, of course, where I always really wanted to be. And
0: I actually saw some of your paintings on your your, your Facebook profile. They're amazing.
1: Oh, thank you
0: so Uh, much. much. So creative, it actually caught my eye. So I could see
1: that you are definitely creative. Oh, thank you so much. The the paintings I'm doing today are really the result of all of the kind of creativity and stress work that I've done, actually, because Mm What allows me to paint with a free heart today, and my paintings are so much better because of it, mm-hmm. is all the work I did to try to kind of get myself into a headspace where I could work. Right. Mm-hmm. And for me, the very first thing I had to do, and it took me a long time to figure it out, was kind of identify where in my body was I stressed. Yeah. Right? I had to like start to develop, like I'd be lying there at night and I, you know, you're you're kind of rapidly breathing and my throat would get sore and I'd get a headache. And I, you know, it seems so obvious now. Well, of course, that's why, but at the time, right? It's very hard to determine. Go ahead. And, And the thing is too, it's being
0: in tune of your body and starting to recognize, I know for me, when I'm really stressed, I feel it in my throat Yes, and I feel it around my heart and and I, I feel heat
1: like I actually feel heat yes
0: yeah
1: and that's actually true for a lot of women a lot of women mm. carry stress in their throat which mm. you know you think you kind of you hear stories and you read about it, it's in your shoulders and it's in your back but a lot of women actually do carry stress in their throats and in their neck and and in the upper part of their chest so mm. it's but it takes a little there's a, you have to kind of just be with it. I don't know, it's it's a little bit difficult to describe, but I would, you know, for anybody in your audience who's just kind of in the beginning and really needing to do a little bit of self analysis, mm-hmm. when you're lying in bed and you're awake at night, mm-hmm. is just like actually feeling it. And really, you know, identifying.
0: Definitely- uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and And we were talking a bit, you know, before we came on, about um, sometimes, you know, stress is identifying what's going on in your body, but also unhealthy stress, like if you're in a situation that is repetitive, that you've got something and you can't resolve it, and it's just repeating itself over and over and over, so your stress, uh, your stress, it's not released from your body. It's just well, a
1: good way to put it. Yeah, that's an excellent
0: time. That's really unhealthy because, you know, when we're stressed and we feel, you know, um, the, the chemical reaction yes. of our mind and everything else in yep. our cellular body, yeah. then what happens is we've got to release that. And some ways to actually release that is to breathe out, like <sighs> a big, <Yep. sighs> you know, breathe out. But, but if we're not releasing it and we're holding on to it, and it's repetitive. That's where burnout comes on because it can't be released from our body. And another way to release stress from your body too is obviously, obviously, have someone to hug you or something like that. We,
1: and, we all need to be hugged. If you have somebody nearby who can hug you, it's the best, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard
0: today with COVID, isn't it? We are it is. Well, you yeah. know, I don't know about you, Pat, but I'm getting paranoid. You know, when I go to the shops and the house. You know, I can't believe that I keep my distancing. I've been we've been trained now for yeah. about twelve months or so, yeah. no, about eighteen months now with COVID, that we don't get near people anymore.
1: You know, I think, I think it's interesting. I, I I agree because you do, there's a sense of separateness, Mm -hmm. especially when you don't know who is and who isn't vaccinated and how is that all going to work? It is, it's stressful and it creates, I think it's created kind of a worldwide starting point for stress Mm -hmm. because everybody on the planet right now, somewhere in the back of your mind, you're wondering, Am, have I done enough? Am I doing what's the right thing for me? Am I doing what's the right thing for society? It's a very stressful, very stressful way to live.
0: And 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 I think it's it's a, a, as we know, you know, the normal is ne- never going to be the same. like right? This is what it is. This is what normal.
1: Yeah. And I think I think from it becomes even more important to understand the centers of your stress, right? Because stress and fear and those kinds of things, those come from a very, the, our most basic, what is it, the reptilian brain, right? Mm-hmm. They come from the, the amygdala, the part of the brain that's designed to protect you from, from danger. Yeah. And so the level of control over we think we should have it, our intellectual brain says, of course we should have it. But in fact, we don't have all that much control over our autonomic system. You know, we we don't. What we have to do is learn how to use the other parts of our brain in order to become more proficient at seeing it and understanding it quickly. Right? I think that's the biggest improvement that I've made over the you know the time and experience and practice, which is a big one, is Mm -hmm. that if I can feel it fast enough, catch it Mm -hmm. fast enough, I got a much better chance of managing it before it becomes problematic. Before I'm stressed out, I can't function. Um, You know, paying attention to those signals. So to me, that's like, without that, none of the rest of it matters. I think once you get to the point where you've begun to recognize when you're starting to stress out, right? I had a conversation with my brother yesterday, because he gets, he still, you know, his hands start to tremble. And I Mm -hmm. said, well, then probably when we were talking about creativity and what can I do? And um, I said, well, probably drawing isn't the thing, right? Because wouldn't it be frustrating? His hand is shaking and drawing. But for him, him and his wife, they go for walks and they talk about, they go along, he lives in Rhode Island and they go along the water and they talk about all the things they'd love to do someday. Mm -hmm. Which when I think about what is a creative endeavor, that is a creative endeavor because it allows you to kind of begin to unwind and think about things in a different way. Right. Yeah, I, I call it when I'm talking about it and I'm I'm talking to you know whoever's talking because I talk about this a lot, but is mm-hmm. it's that ability. I love the word disruptive, I love the word, you know, the phrase turning it on its head, lifting it over. Like in my mind, it's all a visual Rubik's Cube, yeah. right? So if stress is a Rubik's cube and the problem that I'm having is a Rubik's cube, if I continue to manipulate it and turn it over and turn it on its head, then eventually I'll find a path to something that will work. And for me, that creativity is that thing. Creativity. And I mean, you know, I'm fortunate because I am an artist. So I can... I have the benefit of practicing with pencils and brushes and wax, mm-hmm. but I honestly, when I'm stressed out, I can't draw. When I'm stressed mm-hmm. out, clay works, or I work with encaustics, which is wax or metals or stones or something that gets my body moving. Absolutely. Something that changes. Yeah. And that's
0: the key, is to get your body moving as well as um, being able to communicate what's going on. So right. with me, I'm, I'm, I'm the walker, you know, I walk yeah. on the river. I walk too,
1: yeah.
0: Um, I love walking, so I, I'm very fortunate that I live really close to the bay.
1: And, yeah.
0: And, and I visit
1: the bay, to be honest with you, almost every day. I, because- and yeah, so I think that's brilliant, I think that's brilliant because the water. one of the things about art and creativity and what do we mm. think art is, is it's about taking chances. And there's walking near the water and in the woods, right? Like tree therapy in Japan, they call it, right? Mm -hmm. Is that that environment is different every time you go into it. So every time you're getting new information and you're, you're being pulled away from what's happening inside your own head and just pulled outside of yourself. So I think any type of, that's why, I mean, I don't do well in a gym, but I know people that love the gym because it's repetitive and it allows them to move their body and allow their mind to wander in a different way. So it's really, it's really interesting because creativity, yeah, creativity is really about taking that risk and finding something because I think you should try everything, right? So I, somebody said to me the other day, well, I'm just not artistic at all. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. What does it mean you're not artistic? And they said, Well, I can't draw. Well, that doesn't mean anything. So I gave her a one of those pre-printed mandalas, you know, the mandalas. And I mm-hmm. and there's thousands of them out there now. And I think they're out there because you can color that shape in. You can enjoy mm-hmm. the color pattern. You can mm-hmm. fill it with lines or dots or whatever. And that repetitive motion. That ability to, you know, your mind and your body to be working together is very creative, right? Mm-hmm. It's like people who need bread, right? Think of all the sourdough bread that got made when we were all closed down for COVID. It's a perfect mm-hmm. example. It's a little science, it's a little art, it's a little craft, and it's a lot of work, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of patience. But it it provides this environment for your brain to set things aside that are worrying you and move with emotion, and feel like in your in our case, right, walking and being with the water. You know when the because no matter what the body of water is, there's some form of tide. Something is coming in and something is going out. Right.
0: It's so it's so um, it's all it's also like, like doing meditation because you're watching yes. the way it's, you're watching the waves in and out. So relaxing. Yeah, um, and you know and and it doesn't cost anything doesn't i know up and, and go to if, if yeah. you're fortunate enough to live in
1: water well, but even if you're not you know i have i because i lived in the city for a while and i i loved the city but what mm-hmm. i loved about the city was if you think about the city as and i was in new york city not that long ago and i've forgotten because it had been a while since i've been there there is a, a, pattern and a, a, a a method to the madness where you know there's the pattern of people moving and talking and the sound and 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 just even the traffic has its own pattern and then you move away from the street and you go into a park and or you go you're near a playground. So there is it's the same mm-hmm. if you if you allow yourself to get beyond what annoys you and what's annoying you, right? Mm-hmm. Then I think because you can the the, the colors and the sounds and the lights in a city are really interesting and can be as much of a mantra as being by the water. I mean, I happen to really like the trees, but I, I'd forgotten how much when we were in it because we did a lot of walking. Is one of the reasons yeah. to go there, right? Um, and because um, you know, there, you, there's lots of little stores. You know, I live in the suburbs in upstate New York, so you pretty much have to drive to most places. And I'd forgotten how nice it is to you know have to, and of course, I got all my steps in, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely no problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the main thing is you need to change. Like, if you're feeling stressed sitting at your desk, there's no point to staying there at your desk. You've got to get up and move your body and do something to actually relieve that stress. So uh, it's important to I call it have your um, stress-reducing go-to activities. The start to an awareness. You know, whether it's art, like
1: what, like what you do, is creative. You know, whether it's playing with 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 or, or see, music. but that is also all of that. Yeah, see, I would I would push back and I'd say all of that is creative. Mm. Even like, you know, knitting is creative. Like knitting to me is yeah. like nails on a chalkboard. I knitting makes me crazy because it's sedentary and I can't do it. Well, I couldn't, you know what I I not knit, but I can't. <laughs> so I, but I, when I uh, one of my sisters, that's how she, and I have lots of sisters, and one of the things that she does when she's kind of stressed out is she knits and she does these beautiful, wonderfully creative things, but she would tell you that she's not an artist and she's not creative. And I'm like, you're so wrong. You're so wrong. Well, because, well,
0: well my mom used to, you know, when she was, she always did this, I don't understand why now. She would do make you know tablecloths with cross-stitching.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, that's what she would do. You know, that, that yep. was how she relieved really stressed, but of course, um, she wasn't consciously aware of what she was doing. She was well, doing yeah. something. So but when you're consciously aware and you start to have a, a good um understanding of self-awareness, yeah. and you start to consciously choose the activities that you know that's going to give you instant instant stress release. Yeah. It's important to do that. And it's important for, I think, people who are in the corporate and things like that. Oh, yeah, it's critical. To understand that sometimes a team member may have to get up and do something that's, that helps them to relieve their stress. Will so they need to go for a walk outside the office at different times without someone over top of them, you know, sort of going productivity.
1: That's one of the advantages of what's happening with COVID. So I have one meeting, it's Friday afternoons at one o'clock. It's always the same, you know, it's always the same time. It's every week. And I have a number of those where I meet with clients at a very specific time during the week. And that actually is one of my stress management tools. It's because that way it's in my calendar. I don't have to think about it. It's there. I know I'm going to be there. But this particular meeting on a Friday afternoon is we walk. We we don't walk together because she's in California and I'm in New York, but we go out for a walk when we mm-hmm. when we meet. And you know we it and we did it because it's Friday afternoon. Well, for her it's Friday morning, but mm-hmm. we also because we we tend to have a list of things we have to cover and it's very. But we discovered for both of us that it actually helped us to be clearer about mm-hmm. what we were doing about what we are doing. Mm-hmm. So I to me that's one of the benefits of COVID is that you have this opportunity to re kind of rethink well how do i do my my business life when am i on camera and when am i not right some meetings people insist like i I have a meeting at eight o'clock on monday morning that we're always on camera because those people from all over the world they want to connect in that way and i and i i totally appreciate that but i've also you know, it, understanding that that's the way we're going to communicate in one environment or another, it does allow me to plan ahead. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And I think I mean, I think what you said just a minute ago is really important because that first thing is becoming aware of how is your body responding because yeah. sp- it is. Yeah. That second piece is, how is it responding to stress? We start to identify what parts of my body are not feeling good, right? Am I getting a headache? Do I have a stomach ache? Do, is my muscles in my neck so tensed up again? That is the first clue to the types of activities, creative activities. Um, for my world, I think they're creative activities that will help you to start to build a repertoire of tools to get to get out from under it. You know, to get out from under the overwhelm, to get out from under the, you know, the heavy breathing. It, all I think, but in order to understand what tool is going to work, would you rather run or walk or sing or dance or paint, you know, or solve a puzzle, right? And and, and this
0: is where self care comes into it as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's such an important uh, element is our health, yeah. mental health as well yeah. as the physical health and everything else as well. Yeah. But it's, yeah. having, it's, it's having that ability to really, you know, take time out and sometimes, you know, to be more productive uh, in your business, especially when not... Oh, sure. Sometimes yeah. you got to step back. You've got to actually step back and stop doing, becoming doing, 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 and yeah. start to just be, you know, you know, allow yeah. you that time to breathe yeah. and, and to recharge. And, you know, and that's what I do now. I do a lot of... Um, Um, Because I'm an entrepreneur, so I work from home, so I have three to organise my day the way they want to. But I actually love using um, Pomodoro timings and things like that. Oh,
1: I don't know what that
0: is. Because it helps me that after after an hour, I discipline myself to take ten minutes off um, every day on the hour, and and I you know either go down and recharge, have a cup of coffee, or stretch, or do something. I find I'm much more productive by having those regular five-minute or ten-minute breaks um, yeah. than if I work all the way through day, being stressed at yeah. trying to, you know, put some some words on the blank screen or whatever I'm trying to do yeah. at the moment. Yeah. But it's really. Um, but for me, I have a ritual, and my lunch hour, I always leave the leave my own home office for an hour. Oh, and good I, for you. I'm like not that I, dis- I, yeah. yeah. I always do that. And I go to my bay, go to my river, and I have lunch watching the water. Yeah. Um, okay. and, uh, and that's why I do my daily exercise as well. So yeah. I do my daily exercise on my walk. I'm away for an hour. I come back. I'm so recharged. Oh, so, okay. no. I, I think um, as leaders, too, you know, within the, in the corporate as well as uh, a leader of your own teams in business, It's understanding everything, everyone is different. And having those those conversations with um, your team members or people around you and talk about these topics and, and start to have a conversation like we're doing right now, Pat, and find out how your team member or how your colleagues or your family dynamic or anything, how they can actually relieve stress and what are the signs... When they feel in stress, and yeah. you know, and coming to some sort of arrangement, because today it's about—I think it's more freedom and or more autonomy about you know really understanding that one, you know, what one size doesn't fit all.
1: You know, I agree. I agree, and I think you know one of my admin is a good a good example probably. She's a young woman, lovely young woman, very sweet, but she works too many hours, and I know it. You know, she and I know that she doesn't. She doesn't tell me about those hours. You know, yeah. I mean? so I do. Um, and as, uh-huh. as, as a, in a lead, being in a leadership position, is really important mm. because an awareness of what her habits are also allows me to manage her work in different ways. Mm-hmm. So when I know that she's been putting in a lot of hours, and you can see it, right? They get stressed yes. out. Um, you know, I will build in a break or I will find something that I know needs to be done that can be really simple. You know, One day we had a project where we needed to to photograph some things and I sent her to the farm market. I was like, you need to go to the farm market and find these things. Now I very easily could have done it on my way home, but I knew that that would take her away from her desk. She could shop for it, you know what I mean? Those are the types of things that are so simple, but they are also creative solutions, right? Mm Because I sat her down and said, You need to take some time off and you know the kind of typical thing that you get especially in a corporate environment right Mm -hmm. Um, because creative problem solving is a big i think one of the biggest benefits to thinking creatively about your stress and to using creative tools in order to to manage it and you can then you have kind of the gift of being able to give it to somebody else to say to somebody listen you know there's a might be a different way to do this that's not going to be so painful Let's kind of yeah. take a look to make that make that so, um, yeah.
0: And this is really interesting with creativity and creativity. I was I, was, I was reading a book, just a book, just recently, called um, um, "Decode uh, Decode Brightness." Um, I want to
1: agree with years. it. Yeah, and,
0: and it's an amazing book. And, and in that book, they were saying there was an experiment that um, yeah, this person was doing, mm-hmm. and they and they had like um, two workshops going. And they were artists, they were actually with these artists. And they had one artist and they, you know, one group they sent away and they said, okay, you know, paint, um, paint your pictures, you know, do your work, your originals, and come back at the end of the day and show show the group, um, you know, the results that you've done. And the other one they said, um, the other group, they actually said to that group, I want you to um, copy one of these top influencers who are an artist. I want yeah. you to copy one of their pictures exactly what they're doing uh, for two hours. And I want you to copy what they do. And after two hours, then I want you then then to go back to creating your own original uh, your own original stuff as well. Yeah. And and when they present at the end, the, the group that actually did the mod we call it modelling or copying mm-hmm. the uh, the influences of the industry they were much more creative with their partner because they 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 had learned by observing and oh yeah. the influencer they yeah. had new techniques in their artwork. And this also happens so much with you know when you know leaders and entrepreneurs and businesswomen women are put into mastermind groups sure. and well. yep. you know this is where we talk about synergy and, and the collectiveness and everything else because when you're actually within a group and you're discussing and you're listening and you're observing, you know, your influences in that group, yeah. you start to actually grab hold of their ideas and you and you look at it and you investigate it and it helps you then to think more creative as well. if yeah. you're trying to impr- increase your creativity and you're solo and you're not interacting with anyone or not with anyone, it takes you a lot longer. Yeah. To actually get you know,
1: connected. art. yeah, artists, the idea of following a master, the idea mm-hmm. of you know, studying the master, studying the artist that um you're not you don't whose work you admire. That I mean that's been at the heart of how artists study for thousands of years, right? Yeah, so. and right and, and uh, right now in many business quarters, right? The, the, and in many of the entrepreneurial people that you see out there who are talking about masterminds and talking about being able to sell better and do more, uh, you know, I would say 99.9% of those talk about modeling, talk yeah. about, you know, basing your business success on the tools and successes that other people have had. And it really is uh, an important part of, of trying to accelerate, your progress is mm-hmm. not having to reinvent the wheel every time, but taking advantage of the learning that somebody else has done. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's one of the, something like Audible, right? Because you can listen to mm-hmm. the books while you're doing other things and you can get all those tips and all those other mm-hmm. um, interesting tidbits. Um, okay. you know, I've learned so much from reading um, the words of wisdom from people who have been successful, you know, as well as practicing. I mean, I've done more than one copy of a master's painting to figure out their stroke. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: And that was really
1: interesting with the this book I really recommend the book
0: on Decode, um, Decode Greatness.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that they, they talk about there's three ways to be successful. One way is to be a natural talent at a skill, you know, something that you're actually naturally yeah. talented at doing. Um, a second way of being successful is by continual practice like the high performance, like say, for example, a a, a, a tennis player, they'll practice their forearm sure, yes. yep. for thousands and thousands and thousands of hours until they, yes. until they get it full. But the third one, which is now, is the best, the most successful one, is modelling. It's yeah. looking at different patterns and then observing the patterns and once you observe the patterns, then you bring your own creativity on top of those patterns, yes. and then um, you can get success a lot faster as well. So before we, we wrap up, everything else, as well, Pat, what are you know if if, if you were going to give three um you know, three tips yep. about how to manage stress effectively, what would they be? What do you know? What know? What is your takeaway? So
1: my so my I, it, I kind of said it in the beginning. The first one is figure out where your stress is living. that self-awareness is critical to doing anything else. The second one is once you have an understanding of where your stress is living, look at the types of things that you can do to physically move your body, to change your mindset, to kind of reset things that are going to be compatible with relieving the stress. So if it's in your throat, if it's in your chest, if it's in your arms, what are the things that you can do? Like my brother, right? He shakes. He doesn't draw when he's, Mm-hmm. needs to, to relieve stress. It would make him crazy because he so So, um, but then the third one is once you've begun to identify what those are and you kind of practice, does this relieve stress? Does this help me? Does this movement work? Can I go dancing? Can I do something? Then it is to practice. Then it is to take that awareness, to take the, your kind of budding skills and begin to practice them so that you can become, you know, I think for me, now i can identify it quickly i know kind of what i need to be doing and i know even if i can't do it right away i can get to it at some point and i can do something small and whether it's getting up but i think those three pieces are key right sure. because nobody can tell you what the right stress reliever is going to be for you and and part of creativity is understanding enough about yourself to be able to then you know turn that into an understandable skill that you can then practice and again i think the whole the whole point that you brought up about modeling you know there's a lot of information out there about how great people manage their stress and some of it's kind of hilarious mm-hmm. others of it is really interesting and there's a lot Absolutely. to be learned that way yeah i do a lot i do a lot of reading on Absolutely. how successful people are managing it yeah i do yeah.
0: but the main main thing is take action yes yeah Yeah. just gather information and go you know or don't wait until you're burned out before you do self-care you know it's so important to go more from a preventative uh mindset than a reactive mindset as well so yeah you you know i'll
1: add i want to add one thought to that if you're already burned out if you're already lying in bed at night, terrified like I was with my kids with the guy sending me eyeballs, if you're already there, the best thing that you can do is just to breathe. Cut yourself a break. Like one of the things that I do when I'm in a panic about something, something's gone really wrong or, and you can't control everything, right? Stuff goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is I do, especially if it's in the middle of the night, I do, I mean, you can think about developing a mantra. I don't really ever developed a mantra, but I can breathe and I can listen to myself breathing and I can begin to, I can listen to my heart rate. I can know if it's going way up or coming way down. And just that simple act of beginning to interact with your body, may be active enough to begin to help you calm down and Absolutely. move forward a little bit, yeah. yeah. Because sometimes even just that little movement, if you're already burnt out and you're already frantic, just that yeah. tiny bit of control will help you just feel enough better to then the next time, look at a little further and a little further. Right? What is that expression? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, and and just be just be aware that it's normal to be stressed. Oh yeah, it's not normal to remain in a stressful pattern. For it's a long hard,
1: time. yeah. It's very difficult to remain. That's very time. difficult. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so
0: much for um, yeah, chatting with us today. I hope everyone out there has got some ideas and um, you know, it's um, it's about really about taking action, you know, and working out what is going to be your go-to activity uh, and your go-to people that you need to be aware of when you are feeling stressed and remembering the importance of communicating and having those conversations. And, you know, it's just like, it's like Pat and I'm doing today. It's having a normal conversation around what's going on and how you come up with a solution. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so
1: much for having me here. Yeah.
0: Uh, It's really great to have
1: you here, Pat. And I'll talk to everyone again uh, next week. Good. Take care. Thank you. Bye.